Have you heard about the change happening across the U.S.? Christ followers are realizing there's a financial institution that aligns with their Christian values and switching to Christian Community Credit Union. They're America's number one biblical banking institution committed to advancing the gospel and providing members highly competitive offers, including high-yield checking and CD accounts, a 1.5% cash-back credit card, and more. It's time to bank with your values. Join Christian Community Credit Union today. Learn more at joinchristiancommunity.com. That's joinchristiancommunity.com. Membership eligibility required. Each account is insured up to $250,000. This institution is not federally insured. Do not lay up treasures on earth where moths and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Hi, I'm Rob West. Put another way, that means right now counts forever. And that certainly includes our financial decisions. Are you banking in a way that honors God? Aaron Cade joins us today to talk about it. Then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Well, Aaron Cade joins us again today. Aaron's the Chief Marketing Officer at Christian Community Credit Union and underwriter of this program. And Aaron, it's great to have you back. Thank you. It's great to be back, Rob. Aaron, I think most Christians have head knowledge of stewardship, using God's resources for kingdom work, uh, but they sometimes miss opportunities to incorporate that into daily living. Would you agree with that? I would. And in fact, we recently did some research on this very topic. We uh, surveyed over 250 Christians on stewardship, and we found that respondents had a good conceptual knowledge of stewardship, but they really didn't feel like they knew how to apply it to their daily lives. So some things we learned included, you know, over 80% believe that applying the principles of stewardship to their life would have a very positive impact. Um, Over half of them wanted to learn more about the basics of stewardship. Mm. A third of them would like to learn how they can use their financial blessings in a God-honoring way. I mean, essentially, they wanted to learn more about the practical ways that they can manage God's financial gifts in a way that honors Him. Well, I'm delighted to hear that. And of course, this is something that Christian Community Credit Union does on a daily basis, helping to further God's kingdom. I'd love for you to tell us about House of Refuge Sunny Slope, uh, because it's a great story. Yeah, you know, they're, they're a ministry in Phoenix that has been providing transitional housing for over 35 years. And what I love is they, they intervene at that moment to catch people who are tumbling toward homelessness, mm-hmm. and they help them get back on their feet. And they see their mission not only as providing an earthly shelter, but also sharing the promise of their eternal home with God, Mm. that Christ brings restoration and new life. So they surround the residents with love. They provide them housing and nourishment, and they try to equip them to live the life God intended for them. I love that. That's powerful. So how exactly did Christian Community Credit Union help this ministry there in the Phoenix area? So they had a great opportunity uh, to acquire housing and land adjacent to their existing property. Um, And this is something they had dreamt of for years. They had a chance to double the size of their single mom's program. Hmm. So it was a prayer answered, but they had to move quickly or they'd lose it. Uh, They had to close the deal within a time frame other financial institutions told them was not possible. 
Then they turned to Christian Community Credit Union. Uh, we were able to move quickly. We were able to help solve problems rapidly. And we were able to provide the affordable financing they needed on the time frame they needed to acquire those properties and greatly expand the number of families they were able to serve. And House of Refuge's uh, CEO, uh, Julie Supley, even remarked, CCCU was so flexible, so responsible, and they prayed for us. Hmm. Wow, that's powerful. Now, when someone joins CCCU, uh, how do they participate in this kingdom work, Aaron? Essentially, what we said, storing up treasures in heaven. Well, CCCU is unapologetically Christian. So when you join our family, you're joining a financial institution that's guided by Scripture. The resources you entrust with us are invested into ministries that spread the gospel, combat human trafficking, and protect vulnerable children. So the deposits you entrust with the credit union help provide affordable financing to build new churches and help ministries grow. And our products not only benefit our members, but they also give back to God's kingdom. They work in those two ways. So for example, the Cash Rewards Visa card. Members earn 1.5% cash back for themselves, and we give a portion of every swipe to Christian charities. That's incredible. And that's going, Aaron, to thousands of Christian ministries across the country? Exactly. Um, And to date, we've given over $6 million to Christian ministries, to missions operating both domestically and abroad. That's incredible. Well, that's how we come full circle, because, folks, that's how you can align your values with, in this case, your banking partner at Christian Community Credit Union. Aaron, we're out of time, but thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Rob. It was great to be with you. Folks, if you want to learn more, just head to joinchristiancommunity.com. That's joinchristiancommunity.com. We're going to take a quick break. Back with your questions just after this. 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. Stick around. What if your everyday purchases could support biblical causes? With the all-new Cash Rewards Visa Card from Christian Community Credit Union, a portion of every purchase goes to ministries that spread the gospel, combat human trafficking, and protect vulnerable children. Plus, earn unlimited 1.5% cash back. Visit joinchristiancommunity.com. Membership eligibility required. Each account is insured up to $250,000. This institution is not federally insured. Every day, FaithFi is working to meet people right where they are. Through our national radio program, app, and website, we're helping people put their faith in God and not in money and possessions. And we're encouraging and equipping Christians to have a passionate pursuit for sacrificially living and giving the money entrusted to them. If you believe in and have benefited from FaithFi, would you consider becoming a monthly FaithFi patron? Learn more about the FaithFi patrons membership at faithfi.com and click Give. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. We've got some lines open for your financial questions today. 800-525-7000. Again, 800-525-7000. Let's head to Miami. Hi, Hugo. How can I help you? How are you, Rob? I'm doing doing? well. Doing great. Thank you. How are you today? Pretty good. Pretty good. I just wanted to know your thoughts on uh, internet banks uh, for what I've uh, seen uh, they give uh, the highest rates, savings, uh, and, and uh, CDs over over five percent. But I just wanted to to know your opinion. 
about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm comfortable with you using online banks. I mean, you're probably already doing business online anyway. So with regard to the safety of the bank itself, as long as there's FDIC insurance, uh, then if the bank were to fail, they're going to protect the depositors and make sure that you're made whole and that you have you know, liquidity, access to your funds. So that's the most important thing that you'd want to look for with an online bank is the uh, is the FDIC insurance. Uh, now, beyond that, you could, you know, go to another level, um, you know, just for your own peace of mind, you know, to determine how, you know, effective are they at customer service and how strong is the bank in terms of the size and so forth. But at the end of the day, the safety comes in the form of the FDIC insurance. So, you know, I have no problem with online banking. In fact, it's a great way for you to get a, a far more attractive yield in this environment with your, uh, you know, your liquid reserves. Reserves. Hey, thanks for your call, Hugo. We appreciate you being on the program. Let's go back to the phones. Riverview, Florida. Hi, Rebecca. Go right ahead. Hello. Yes, I just have a quick question. Um, I am 76 years old. I am retired, of course. Um, I have, uh, of course, my Social Security. I have two uh, annuity accounts, a cash account, uh, a money market account, Um and just wondering if there is any other financial avenue for me to consider at this point in my life. Hmm. Yeah. So the annuities, are they still in the accumulation phase and growing, or have you annuitized them and you're taking a monthly payout? What's the status? Okay. One of those I am doing a monthly payout on, uh, and the other one I've got another year and a half before that one comes in. All right. And what is that growing at? Is it a guaranteed fixed annuity? It's a guaranteed fixed, yes. Okay. Very good. And then your uh, the one annuity that's paying you out monthly plus Social Security, is that enough to cover your expenses? Yes. Okay. So the other one, once that starts to pay out, if that's what you do, then that would all be surplus? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Great. And then do you have any long-term care insurance or anything like that? Um, I did, and the premiums on that rascal started going yeah. crazy on me from like two hundred a month to like six hundred and seven hundred wow. a month. So wow. I froze everything. The money that I invested all the years that I had it is there for me to use if I need it. Oh, great. Um, so okay. I'm okay with that. Yes. Yeah, excellent. And then, what other assets do you have besides the two annuities? Um. The the um, cash account. Okay, and um, how much is in it, there? Uh, about six fifty. Okay, and that's yeah. all in what CDs, savings? What is it? Uh, it's in a it's in a what they call a uh, asset mark. It's a it's a, uh, a just money a cash account where I can take that money out if I need to. Okay, um, and what is it earning? Do you know. Uh, I do not know that right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you said that's 650000 Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that would be the thing I would check on. I mean, it sounds like you're in great shape here, Rebecca. You've got that accumulation on the long-term care if you need it. Uh, you've got all your bills covered. A year and a half from now, arguably, you could have even more monthly income, all of which you don't need because you're obviously living modestly. That's going to give you even greater surplus. You got plenty of cash, uh, you know, with 650000 in savings. I think you'd you just want to check on that and make sure that it is uh, safe 
safe, you know, I'd probably spread that uh, across multiple accounts unless it has a sweep function where do you know if all of that has FDIC insurance uh, or is is it beyond the FDIC coverage in one account? I will will find that out. Like I said, I have another appointment set up uh, with my financial guide to find out. Uh, yeah, so rather than you going out and opening, you know, accounts at uh, three different banks, there is a, a way that they can, one institution can actually parse the money out and using multiple banks with one account. So you still have the FDIC insurance on the whole thing, uh, even though you're beyond the 250000 in coverage. So I would make sure that you do have the full thing, you know, the full amount covered by FDIC insurance. And I'd also make sure that you have a competitive rate there. I mean, there's not any reason that you shouldn't be getting close to 5% a year on that um, and, and all that money just getting reinvested. So then the only other question would just be, uh, you know, do you want to try to grow that a little quicker by putting some of it at risk in, let's say, a, a bond portfolio with maybe a small allocation to stocks, or if you've already reached your finish line and you don't want to take any unnecessary risk, then I think you just stay the course with what you have, the two annuities, uh, plenty of income, long-term care insurance accumulation, and you know plenty of uh, money in your cash account. Uh, and then I think at that point, the question is, you know, you don't owe anything. You're not looking to increase your lifestyle. You're done growing your money apart from just being wise and taking advantage of, of yield. Uh, and so then the only thing left is giving and just looking at, you know, what do I want to give away now? What do I want to give away at death? And how do I make sure the next steward is chosen and prepared, including your heirs? And what do you need to do to start investing in the next generation with regard to even doing some giving while you're alive, uh, you know, with your heirs, if you wanted to do that? I mean, those are the kinds of things I would be thinking about, because I think from a purely financial standpoint, you're in really good shape here. Yeah. All right. That's all I wanted to know. I appreciate your advice. All right, Rebecca, God bless you. And thanks for calling there from Riverview today. We appreciate it. Uh, 800-525-7000 is the number to call. Let's go to uh, Cleveland. Hi, Colleen. How can we help? Hi, how are you today? Doing great. Yep. Thanks. My qu- good. My question is both my husband and I were completely debt-free and we're in our 50s and we're looking to move to Florida. We've been looking to move to Florida since 2009. And we know what city and everything we want to live in. We've already picked out our church. And uh, the property in 2009 was about 60000 for five acres. And we don't want to move down to Florida in debt. So we were saving up cash to yeah. buy a piece of property. Well, the properties went from 60000 to 175 to 200000 now. Wow. Wow. And so we have, we have, you know, probably about 125000 saved up in cash yeah. to buy a piece of property, but it's fallen short. Yeah. And so it's been sitting in the bank now for over 10 years, and we just have it in a regular money, mark, money market savings account. Yeah. And, um, you know, we haven't done anything with it because we want the money available in case a piece of property does come up to purchase. Yeah. And so I'm, but I feel bad that it's been sitting there that long, not really doing anything. What are you earning on it now? Do you know? Uh, I think it's like less than, it's got to be less than 4%. We have it with Christian Community Credit Union. 
Okay. Yeah, that's great. So what I would do is just reach out to them and make sure that it's in the highest yield offering, uh, you know, that you, that they have available. Uh, let's do this. Uh, I've got to take a quick break, Colleen, but if you can hold, uh, we'll talk uh, about this further on the other side of the break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you struggling to fit your faith into your practice as a Christian financial advisor? The Certified Kingdom Advisor designation teaches you a step-by-step process to confidently deliver advice that aligns with Christian values. Discover the skills you need to help your clients make a kingdom impact. Get started today by enrolling in the CKA educational program at kingdomadvisors.com slash get certified. That's kingdomadvisors.com slash get certified. Many in the Middle East are going through horrific circumstances and are seeking refuge in Lebanon. Heart for Lebanon is bringing them hope, and now you can help. We endured shelling and hunger. We witnessed death everywhere. $116 brings emergency supplies and the hope that only comes through the gospel. I want to spend the rest of my life telling people about Jesus and his salvation. Give now at faithfi.com slash Lebanon or call 888-201-5577. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. We've got two lines open, 800-525-7000. Before the break, we were talking to Colleen in Cleveland, and uh, they've got 125000 that they've been uh, adding to to try to buy a piece of property in Florida. Unfortunately, Florida real estate has been going through the roof, so that property a few years ago at 60000 is now 200000 today. They'd like to be able to buy something when it becomes available, and so they want to just earn a an appropriate rate of return on this money while it's waiting, but they need liquid access to it. And uh, you said, Colleen, you're with uh, Christian Community Credit Union. I think that's a great option in terms of uh, a banking partner that shares your values. Um, you know, clearly you just want to make sure that you're in their, you know, very best uh, liquid uh, option with FDIC insurance, or in this case, it'd be NCUA insurance, um, and that they, uh, you know, are giving you the best uh, possible rate. Um, you know, if if rate was your primary concern, uh, you know, you you could look elsewhere and look at other options. But I think, uh, you know, the key here is you're in, you're in a great spot. You're getting uh, probably a great rate of return at, at CCCU, and you're ready to make that move whenever that property becomes available, which could be any time. And so you probably don't really want to do anything much different than what you already are today. Okay. Yeah, we're, wait, we're waiting on God to call us there, too. Mm-hmm. So, yes. We're only going to borrow money for about four or five years. Yeah, yes, yeah. My, my husband says we're only going to borrow a little bit of money for about four or five years and pay yeah. it off. When Great. We, we, he's, yeah, he's, he's a union plumber, and so he's okay. going to build our house down there. Colleen, you guys are doing it right. I'll tell you, I love that, that you're living modestly, you're saving diligently. I suspect you all are givers as well. So I imagine whatever he builds is going to have uh, at least one really large garage, huh? Maybe a few of them? It's bigger than our house. <laughs> yeah. I, I can imagine. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. Well, hey, thanks uh, for calling. All the best to you and your husband, Colleen. And uh, we'll pray the Lord has just the right thing picked out for you in whatever timing makes sense. Thanks for being on the program today. Uh, let's head to Texas. Hi, Hector. Go ahead, sir. Hi. Um, I don't know if uh, you do take this type of question, but I went to um, 
Las Vegas. And unfortunately, I got tricked into buying this timeshare. And now I owe $18,000. And they didn't even tell me that I had a recession period. And, you know, of course, it passed it now. And I've been trying all the ways, trying to get rid of it. But I can't seem to do that. Yeah. Is there such a way that I can do that? Because it doesn't seem like it is. Yeah, it's really difficult, uh, Hector. I wish I had better news for you. I mean, once you get beyond the rescission period, which varies by state, uh, usually somewhere between three and 15 days, uh, you're really in a, in a, tight spot. Uh, you know, you can do a timeshare deed back, which is also a buyback program where the timeshare companies buys your share back from you. Uh, not all resorts, I would say uh, most timeshare developers uh, don't offer this option. Uh, but if they do, it's obviously a great one. Um, you could try to resell it on the, the resale market. And a good website for this is the Timeshare Users Group. Uh, Hector, if you go to the web address tug, T-U-G, and then the number 2.com, tug2.com, that is the Timeshare Users Group. You'll have to uh, join with an annual subscription of like $15, but then you would be able to advertise your Timeshare there and there is a marketplace for buyers and sellers. Uh, unfortunately, there's more sellers than buyers, but it is it is an option. Um, so, you know, I mean, those are usually the best things. Obviously, if you could find somebody that you could gift this to who would be willing to take on the annual maintenance and fees on, a, you know, moving forward and you were currently paid up and your um, timeshare company allowed you to do that, then, you know, that would be one option. I would just make sure you have some representation before you do that because you want to make sure, number one, the timeshare developer is going to allow you to do it. And secondly, that you're not still on the hook and responsible for the maintenance expenses because the last thing you'd want would be you think you've sold it or given it away and you find out years later it's in arrears and they're coming after you, the original purchaser, you know, to be made whole. You'd want to make sure that you do, in fact, legally transfer it to the other party, and they're now responsible from that point forward. So, unfortunately, there's not an an easy way to go. There are some companies out there that tell you they'll get you out of these. I've just never found one I was comfortable with. Doesn't mean there's not you know, some out there, I've just never found them. Uh, so that's about the best advice I have for you today, my friend. And I wish I had better news, but I think tug two might be a great place to go. And then calling the timeshare developer to see if they have a deed back option, uh, available to you. Thanks for your call today. All the best to you. Uh, let's go to Alabama. Hi, Mike. Hey, glad to talk to you today, Rob. Thank you. I am 61. I'm 61. My wife is 63. We built our house 30 years ago. It's paid for. Doing some renovations, so we won't have to worry about doing it when we're 80. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're looking to do some. We're looking to do some flooring and updating some bathrooms. Uh, so, what's the best way to go about that? Finance it. Uh, we've got a, a HELOC that we use for a, uh, a campground we built several years yeah. ago. It is a subprime HELOC. Okay. Uh, it's it's one minus prime. We've got some uh, we've got some money we can get out of there if we wanted to. Yeah, uh, that's the only thing that's tied to the house. What uh, is the what is like, the line of credit on that that's available, Mike? Uh, probably about sixty thousand because uh, right. we got it for eighty, and I think there's like twenty thousand left on it or something like, uh, on the original 
Um, All right. Let me so, ask you, uh, do you have uh, some uh, surplus on a monthly basis right now? Yeah, we do. We're putting that we're putting that away in, in our uh, you know our emergency fund. I think we have like a eight nine month emergency fund. So we could use part of that and maybe finance part of it, or we could maybe you know yeah yeah. How much do you have or, on a monthly basis? Do you think extra? Uh, probably close to a thousand dollars. Okay, yeah. I mean, I might find kind of a happy middle here. I mean, the nice thing is you've got this. HELOC, which normally I wouldn't recommend, especially in a low-rate environment. Now it's probably the best option because at least with it being variable as rates come down, maybe next year or certainly by the following year, uh, you know, you'll know you ride that back down. The nice thing is you've got a great rate on that, prime minus one. So that's at seven and a half, which is you know right on par with what you'd get for a, a first mortgage today. So that's great. But given that you guys are kind of overfunded, if you will, I mean, you're not, but but you're more than six months expenses. So I would say, you know, what if you were to draw that down to six months expenses and then, you know, throw $1,000 a month at this thing, by the time you get all the, the contractor in place and get it all worked out, you know, maybe you're only pulling five to 10 at the most and you get the other 10 out of savings and monthly cash flow. I'd just borrow as little as possible, but I'd use that HELOC for the difference. Well, that does it for us today. I'm Rob West. Thanks to our amazing production team and to you for listening. I hope you'll join us again next time right here on Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you.